Hello, thank you for joining us. It's another episode of Friendly Reminder, a podcast. It's your weekly friendly reminder of what's going on around the world, in our lives, and everything in between. My name is Gus, and as always, I'll be your host. And joining me today are my dear friends, Daniel. How are you today? Good, Gus. How are you? Oh, I'm really good. T- today's a great day, and we're, we're going to talk about it. Uh, but before that, Sam, how are you today? I am fantastic. And we did it. We did it. So, yeah, uh, guys, today is the day. Today is the day Donald Trump stopped being president. <laughs> for, <laughs> for our listeners today, we're recording on January 20th, 2021. It is Inauguration Day. Uh, today is the first day of the Joe Biden administration. Joe Biden is the 46th president of the United States. Kamala Harris is the first female vice president and the first uh, vice president of uh, South Asian descent and the first vice president woman of color. Um, It's a historic day, but beyond everything else, Donald Trump is no longer president of the United States. After four long years, uh, four horrible years that uh, it's it's hard. Did you watch him? Did you watch him sadly walking to the helicopter? It was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Just like his little pathetic little speech, just kind of highlighting this poor, stupid man uh, at it the was end so of his small. Win- yeah, he looked small. He he looked pathetic, and it's it's a good indicator of where his presidency ended up because it's. I I hope history judges him harshly, uh, or as harshly as we're judging him right now. Uh, good riddance. I'm happy Donald Trump is not president. I know we haven't seen the last of him, but at the very least, we can look forward to a different administration and just hopefully, hopefully in a couple of months, six months, I don't know, just a light at the end of the tunnel after this these dark few years. Did you Did you guys actually watch the inauguration? So I watched it partially. Um, um, I worked today, so I had my TV on. I had it on mute, and I was just like kind of turning on the volume whenever I could. So I did watch. Um, I watched the speech, um, which maybe we can talk about. Uh, I watched uh, the who was the young lady um, who uh, recited a poem, um, Amanda Gorman, um, a twenty-two-year-old. Yeah, very, it was a very good poem. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, that was very beautiful. Um, I watched some of the uh, the parade. Uh, I, I was nervously watching while he went to Arlington Cemetery, and I was just like, "Can we just get this over with? Can you can we get him back to the White House and and in uh, in a safe place, please? Uh, we we don't need to parade him around." But um, still, uh, luckily, he kept walking up to people and like in the audience in the crowd, and I was like, "Stop! Just go! Just go away!" run every time i i hear the president i i realize finally when they when i hear people on cnn or fox say the president i'm like holy shit they're not talking about trump yeah talking about biden yeah they're talking about Joe Biden. Uh, Donald Trump is now former president of the United States. 
let's keep that label, America, please. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen on 2024, but please keep them as far away from the White House as possible. Uh, Do you guys have any thoughts about the uh, inauguration? You know, we were kind of scared going into it. It looks like it was a successful event. It was a weird event. Um, not only because of the recent um, the recent insurrection on the U.S. Capitol, but hey, we're also still in the middle of a massive pandemic. So, uh, and this is an administration that wants to make the point that they're taking it seriously. Um, so it's a bit difficult to start it off with like this big event with a lot of people. Uh, if so, it was weird, but I felt like they were you know following guidelines. Everybody was wearing a mask. I don't think I saw an in, any individual without a mask. Uh, they were trying to do um, social distancing. social distancing as much as possible. Yeah. It, there was a there was a strange after everything that happened. There was a kind of a, an eerie sense of normalcy about it. It was like, oh my god, it's like our friends. It's uh, why would you, know, you say Mitt Romney? Eerie sense of normalcy because everything is so bizarre right now that the fact that it was normal was was the strange thing about it. Yeah, the, the, there was an unreality uh, about the normalcy. <laughs> like it was uh, like oh, it was George Bush. George Bush seemed like stoked to be there. He was like, "I haven't been out of the house in months." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just yeah. Obama was yeah, there. Yeah, I guess I, I can understand that. It's yeah. It was. It was. Weird, a, it was a good hell. speech. I thought it was. You know, it was a. You know, wasn't. I wouldn't say it was like the most, like skillful skillfully written speech but i think it was a good speech for the time it was a lot about like unity and coming together and which is and he even made the point he was like look it sounds stupid and corny but i mean we got we got to kind of get through this it's like america's dealt with this type of divisiveness before and we just have to come together and push through it and like that's a it wasn't without a hint of of mournfulness and acknowledgement you know the poem especially it was fully in acknowledge- I mean I think Biden even used the term this is this is the line I think probably should have been edited out of the speech but he said we need to stop this uncivil war and I'm sure some speechwriter was like yeah people are talking about how there's a civil war I'm going to write how about people are not being civil enough to one another and I'm like probably edit that line out <laughs> that's probably not the sentiment I don't know it seemed kind of strange, but overall, I thought the message was was very good. I don't know what you thought about that that weird line. It was yeah, like almost like I, too clever by hat. It was like, uh, all right, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of funny because saying it's an uncivil war is compared to a civil war where Americans were really just murdering each other left, left, and right. Um, it, but, it's it's literally comparing being rude to like violence. And it's yeah. like, eh, maybe that's not a comparison you want to be drawing. Well, there were lines in, in that speech where I thought were necessary, but also like I was thinking, fuck, like it's it's so sad that we got to a point where some of these statements are necessary because I think Joe Biden literally said, democracy prevailed like hurrah and it was like Uh, i mean yeah and it was a very like poignant line it was like yeah hey we did it we're here we made it to the finish line despite the best efforts of of we'll talk about the best efforts of 30 percent of the republican party 40 percent of the republican party we made it to the finish line 
Yeah, and I believe there was also a lie where he, ba- or not a, a line, I should say, where he basically said, you know, there are such a thing, such a thing as truths and such a thing as lies. So there are truths and there are lies. Yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to lie. stand up and applaud. That was great. And he was like, and people use those lies to obtain power. And I was like, beautiful, Mwah, beautiful. I mean, he's not saying anything brilliant again, and he's not putting it in like a clever way, but he's saying stuff that needs to be said. Yeah. And that's, that was my, um, my takeaway. He was saying some, some things that needed to be said, but highlighting the situation where, where we are, um, where it's, I can't believe we're here. I can't believe we're in this state where we have to point out the fact that guess what people, people lie. And these are obvious lies and you can't, you just propagating them and just kind of like repeating them over and over again. Uh, that doesn't make them truths. Um, and yes, our democracy was in danger. We had a, a big part of the Republican Party wanting to undermine the election, wanted to oppose the certification of the Electoral College because the Electoral College was not undemocratic enough for them. Even that wasn't undemocratic, uh, undemocratic enough for them. And there was a, a powerful movement against democracy, and we barely made it. But here we are. I Yeah, and... You think we barely made it? Yeah, I do. I mean, Sam, I, we... I'm going to hit you with one even harder. I'm going to go ahead and say only 28% of the Republican of Republican voters accept that Biden won legitimately. I'm going to go ahead and say we didn't actually make it <laughs> in the way that in the way that you're hoping we did. I mean, we we haven't escaped the threat. Like this, this lie is going to be with us forever. This lie is part of us now. It, it it feels as if it's been around forever, even though it it's really only been around since. I mean, technically, it can o- it could only have existed since the election night, and and we'll t- I might talk about later because Axios has this amazing series that that follows Trump, uh, basically fly on the wall from election night, where where Trump basically goes. Uh, eh, we might as well try. He's like, I know I probably lost, but let yeah, let's try. And then proceeds to like take American democracy off the edge of a cliff <laughs> for the next several months. Um, and it was a pre- it was a premeditated lie. We knew he was going to do this. He talked about doing it ahead of the election. Yeah. He did things. Republicans did things to make this uh, lie premeditated. Uh, by making it, for example, the Republican legislatures didn't make it so that mail-in votes were counted ahead of time, like many other states did, uh, uh, which led to the so-called, I believe it's called the blue shift or the red shift, where the initial uh, count would look like Trump was ahead in several states, and then later, when the mail-in votes were counted, Biden would pull ahead. Um, Republicans purposefully... Well, let me just finish. Republicans purposefully did that. They fucked up the mails. I don't know. There was like a widespread campaign. It's like it's this stuff gets memory hold so quickly. There was a widespread campaign to mess with the post office to slow down mail-in voting so they could challenge the votes that arrived slowly as illegitimate. And then they just did that. I mean, that was it was their plan all along. So this is a lie. And it's it was here. You know, they premeditated lie. It's going to be here with us. Now a bunch of Republicans are like, well, yeah, the the people who stormed the Capitol, they were misled. And it's like, who the fuck were they misled by? The, Mitch McConnell, he said that. He was like, 
the, this they were misled. That's why they were here. It's like you misled them, dude. You did not say Biden won until like a week ago. You and your party misled them. <laughs> well, it's it's very much like that meme. The we're all trying to find out the ones who did this type of uh, situation. Um, yeah, it's the hot dog guy from I think you I think you should leave, and he's like a hot dog car crashes through the thing, and he's wearing a hot dog costume, and he's like everybody here is just trying to figure out who who's this car belongs to. We're yeah. just all trying to find out who did this. Yeah. Republicans smashed a hot dog card through our democracy, <laughs> and now they're yeah, like, they're like who, the who, "Who did who that?" Did this? <laughs> so the Axios uh, article, um, I think it's a like a a series of articles that they're putting out. But they then on is. the first one, they specifically highlighted that Trump was told about the the red mirage, like he was yeah. told that, "Hey, this is what's going to happen." Like uh, the 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 fact that there's uh, Pennsylvania is going to count in person votes first. It's it's going to look like you're winning by a whole lot. Uh, and then he was told on TV. I'm fairly certain during a televised debate or a town hall. <laughs> it was like patiently explained by, but I mean, he knows, he knows, he knew this was his plan. And then it was, a, and then remember on election day, how, how big of a fuck up it was because they were like, stop the count in some states, but keep the count going in other states. So the article highlights that it, it highlights that he specifically knew that and and he wanted from the get go to take advantage of it. He he was like, yeah. okay, well that's that's it. Why don't we just run with that? Why why don't uh, as soon as I I look like I'm winning by a lot, I'm just going to go on nationalized television and uh, national television and say I won, and and everything else is is just a fraud. So th- as you mentioned, this was premeditated. This this. This was planned before the election even even occurred. They they already uh, thought this out, and they nothing was surprising. If Donald Trump said that the 2016 election was going to be rigged, one, and he was saying this election was going to be rigged, and this time he lost. Dude, he said it was rigged, even though he won. <laughs> he was like, yeah, it was. Look, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with any of that part where the the Republicans did and what Trump did. I'm just saying I think we came out ahead because if if the if the Capitol riot happened, well, I mean, if after the cap Capitol riot happened, something happened during the inauguration, I think that would have like that would probably be the end definitely of democracy but look you know everything's a-okay it's a pretty low bar (laughs) (laughs) yes the president-elect wasn't assassinated today Uh, my my (laughs) congratulations guys for democracy my fear is actually like we're gonna look at this inauguration and say hey everything went smoothly i guess this was a peaceful transfer of power after all when it's like no, like we needed no. twenty five thousand soldiers there, like to just to make it just, go smoothly. Yes, yeah, to just go get through this like pomp and circumstance. Like we, this was not a, a peaceful transition of power. The president of the United States never even mentioned who defeated him uh, before he left office. Um, it, it took us months for him just to admit that there was going to be a new administration, and that's the most we got out of him. He couldn't even say. You know, Joe Biden is going to be the next president of the United States, like Hillary Clinton did on the night after Election Day. She said Donald Trump is going to be the next president of the United States, and we need to give him a chance to lead. 
those are the words you say when you lose and you accept defeat and you you are for a peaceful tra a transfer of power. Donald Trump was at the White House the day after election night uh, with Barack Obama, and the transfer of power began. It took us until one week or two weeks before an, uh, 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 the actual inauguration for Donald Trump to be like, well, I guess I won't be president anymore. It's pathetic, and it's a dark stain in our history, and I hope he's not forgiven, but I have a feeling that, given our current climate, a lot of this is, at, at the very least, going to be forgotten. So, um, Tim Snyder, uh, he talks about the big lie. Um, he compares this lie, well, he, you know. It, he draws a comparison to this lie, uh, between this lie and the lie after World War II, after World War I, that Germany was stabbed in the back uh, by right. the elite in the bureaucracy, the mostly Jewish elite. Uh, and that's why they lost World War uh, I. Um, that is the kind of lie that in destabilizes republics. Uh, and I think this is that like, what, how do we go? What, how do we go forward from here? Are they going to say the next election is rigged? What about the next one after that? What about the next close election? Um, are they going to say that they're all rigged? <laughs> how do, what, what about, um, I mean, there are people who think this was rigged, but also think that it the power transfer happened. They thought it was like they were cheated out of this, like legitimately cheated, like legit fake votes were counted. Um, it's not just, you know, oh, it, it's not. They think that there were fake votes counted for and that that's why Trump lost. I just think that this is the kind of thing that doesn't just go away just because, oh, we won. And Biden was not assassinated because there were 25,000 troops surrounding him. Um, I just think it's a, something that is going to fester because people continue to believe it. And you, once you believe that, what uh, that's crossing a Rubicon that, you know, after, after, you know, people were laughing at all the QAnon people <clears throat> after the election because they were so, they were flabbergasted. They were like, what happened? Trump had a plan. He was going to get rid of the, he was going to arrest all the hor horrible people that have been ruining everything, and it didn't happen. And something that uh, the writer of the article observed is all these forums were getting flooded with white nationalists and neo-Nazis trying to take advantage of the, these people. Basically, these people were at the point where they were ultra paranoid and disillusioned with everything. It's not, it's not a big step to that to you know, hardcore right-wing white nationalism. Not even white nationalism, just nationalism. You know, Bolsonaro-type uh, nationalism. Um, I should say some of this is drawn from uh, after the Capitol riot. I, I started a private Twitter list of of kind of like people who who showed sympathies towards Trump and and some of these more radical ideas and just following them and, and seeing what they, how they talked about this issue. And I just don't think it's a, I don't think it's an issue that's going away because I think enough people believe it that, that how could it not affect 
the way that they see the world, you know? Poison the way that they see the world. <laughs> the, the elites stole the election, right? How do we go from here? Well, that's not going to go away. Um, that's that's the uh, the repercussions that you face when a sitting president of the United States actively says that the election was stolen from him. Um, that's the, you you are going to create this base. You are going to create this monstrosity that, after a while, you, you have no chance of controlling. Uh, and these beliefs are not going to disappear. They are cemented, uh, and they are part of these people now. And uh, they're part of these people. I. Uh, these people's ideology. Um, and when I say these people, I don't just mean somebody in a, a crazy person uh, in a basement um, just taking in a bunch of conspiracy theories. We're talking about elected officials now. We're talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene in Congress, uh, who's a QAnon, a QAnon conspiracy theories, theorist. Uh, there's going to be people in local municipality governments and local uh, state governments that are going to be believing this bullshit and it's going to be an increasing part of who we are not not a decreasing part uh this is going to go beyond trump i i i could already see that there's going to be people that uh, probably look at trump and and are saying what the hell happened you were supposed to defend our democracy you were supposed to the, the, they stole the election from you and you let it get stolen uh and that's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna believe and they're they're gonna move beyond him and then go to somebody else uh, but this, the rotten nature of all of this is still going to go on, um, even if, if Trump never decides to run again. When you cross a Rubicon, you cross a Rubicon, right? The, that's the whole point. There's no going back. Best case scenario, best case scenario, they're going to use this as an excuse to crack down. They're like, okay, maybe it wasn't stolen, but uh, we should still make it much harder we crack down and make it much harder to vote right <laughs> next time around uh, i mean republicans are still in control of a lot of state legislatures so there's no there's every incentive for them to do that um well i think that, that's why a lot of mainstream that is republicans different. support this yeah and that that is different than the you know different but not unrelated to these the destabilizing influence this has on people that leads them to do things like attack the capitol building violently um the only i mean i don't really know if we have a way out of the problem is 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 the people who quote unquote tell the truth tell lie about it are you know as soon as pence gave up he was part of the conspiracy you know um as soon as McConnell gave up. He was part of the conspiracy. The judges, all 63 judges, including tons of Trump-appointed judges, are all part of the conspiracy, right? Um, so, it, Well, there's, you know, literal, there's little reports of, like, uh, there's a New York Times article that recently came out, I think today, showing that members of the Proud Boys being disillusioned by Donald Trump. Uh, because yeah. of what I just said, because if 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 an election, if your mindset, uh, this crazy mindset that the election was stolen from the president of the United States, how does the sitting president of the United States allow it to get stolen? That's yeah. that's that. I mean, if 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 your basis is that it, it was stolen and and he is the sitting president of the United States, then he did not do his so quote unquote duty to protect the republic, and so he himself is a failure. 
and and that what is he part of the conspiracy theory now? It wouldn't surprise me if a couple of months that's the conclusion, and it, it's 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 something bigger than him. That's that's that the Proud Boys and the QAnon theories are 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 fighting against. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to get Republicans are playing with fire and and feel like they have set a fire and and they do not know how to put it out and just because seems like the fire is gone does not mean it's not still burning smoldering ready to to catch fire is my opinion so are you at all hopeful for the biden president presidency oh yeah definitely no yeah i i think that's that's what i was that's what that's what i was trying to say is that yeah and i think we're going to talk about that too i think there's a lot of stuff to be hopeful about the biden presidency Mostly because of those George, that Georgia election, right? Yeah, and we should get started on that because um, I, I do think there's things to be hopeful about this, Sam. Uh, first, first and foremost, let's celebrate the fact that 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. Um, I think it was—I'm not sure if it was Nate Silver, but I saw somebody on Twitter point out the fact that before 2020, no other candidate got more than 70 million votes. Joe Biden got 81 million votes. Um, again, yes, Donald Trump did get a lot too, but 81 is still a lot. 81 million is still a lot bigger than 74 million, um, mm-hmm. and it was thankfully enough to to carry the electoral college. Not as comfortable as as I wish, but still enough. Um, and Joe Biden is now officially, for sure, for sure, for sure, the 46th <laughs> president of the United States, and there's no no going back from that. Um, <laughs> I think there's a lot to be hopeful. I think even today was a very hopeful day. Um, he put in 17 executive orders, I believe, yep. just to highlight some of them. It's like it's going back into the Paris Accord. It's uh, canceling building further or, or, or stop building the wall, the stupid wall, and instead strengthening DACA. Um, there was uh, an extension of the eviction uh, moratorium and um, an extension of the uh, uh, student loan the student loan moratorium. Uh, moratorium. So again, that's that's just a, couple, a handful out of, out of the 17 that he put in day one. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about those executive orders. Yeah, but... got, got rid of the the crazy Muslim ban, which yeah. I saw that was one of the that top ones. effect? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a modified upheld, version right? of it. They had to push it through the courts like four different times. But yeah, eventually a modified version was upheld. Uh, he wiped that out. Um, There's a, a a mask mandate in federal property by federal um, uh, employees, which again, yeah, it's kind I don't of know like basically. what the practical effect would that be, but I feel like it sends a great message, you know. Yeah, like not, I mean, there's fears that if he did a, an actual mass mandate nationwide, that it would get struck down. It would be down. struck down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It probably would. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's a very, very strong start, considering it's just the first day, and it, it makes me hopeful about the future. But yeah. the challenges are still ahead of us, right? Even with this new administration, the fact of the matter is when you have an uncontrolled pandemic where over 200,000 Americans are infected daily and anywhere between 2,000 to 4,000 Americans die each day, that's not going to go away even with a, a vaccine uh, rollout, which it's been botched <laughs> to begin with. And now this this Gus, administration is going to have to come in. Stop making excuses for Biden. He's had a full eight hours 
to solve yeah. this shit. And we're Joe, still where's in the my vaccine? Come on. Where Come are my on. Joe Bucks and where's my vaccine? It's <laughs> I need it now. Uh, you guys want to talk about the proposal that he put in, the coronavirus uh, $1.9 trillion uh, proposal that he is going to try to put forth Congress uh, to see if it if it passes? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I know the only thing I know about it. I know that the it's fourteen hundred dollar check. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it should have been two thousand. Hell, I think it should have been three thousand. He should have just put five thousand on. It. Just put <laughs> just your just be Joe Biden. Here's five thousand dollars on. Just put it on the table. Yeah. So just to go over some stuff uh, again, one point nine trillion dollar package. Uh, yes, one thousand four hundred dollar checks uh, for Americans, similar to, or the rollout should be exactly the same as the one thousand two hundred dollar checks and the six hundred dollar checks that came out last year. Um, it uh, wants, or it's asking for an unemployment insurance supplement of four hundred dollars a week. That is down from the six hundred dollars a week that was put forth by the CARES Act back back last year, but it's still a significant increase compared to what's now. Um, that's, uh, I believe, that it they're set to um, uh, at least through the end of September is is what the, what they're asking for 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 this unemployment insurance. Um, there's funding for schools, which is uh, sub- for- that is substantial. That is substantial, mm-hmm. and the funding to schools is humongous because a lot of Man, I've, a lot of teachers have been have, having to purchase PPE for their own classrooms. Can you believe that? Yeah. And it's here's miserable. what I think. Yeah, I, I think it's huge. But here's what I think is the big one. And also the one that I fear is going to be struck down in Congress almost immediately. Uh, but that's the increase of the minimum wage um, to $15 an hour. Uh Again, I'm I'm not sure what the where the support is. Maybe Democrats can can rally behind it. I do, and I don't want to be quoted on this, but I do believe they can use reconciliation through the Senate to try to over overcome the filibuster because it is technically it involves the budget. Um, but I'm not 100% certain of it. I'm not a fucking Senate parliamentarian. Like I don't know how that shit works. I don't want to get sidetracked on the filibuster, which I think they should just get rid of immediately. But um. Well, actually, that's all well, I wanted to say is I think they should get rid of the filibuster immediately because I think it's going away. So they should just get rid of it immediately. To, I know that oh, Republicans will oh, unity, uh, but well, the problem just, is it's not just Republicans. Like there's there's a doubts about support uh, in among Democratic circles, including who's going to be our. Very good friend throughout this podcast, I'm sure. Joe Manchin from from West Virginia, I believe, has come out saying he does not support ending the filibuster. Um, does the need those- head of the Senate Budget Committee, uh, Mr. It's it's Budget Committee, right? Uh, Mr. Bernard uh, Sanders. Yes, Mr. Sanders. <laughs> does he have any view on it at this time? Does he? Because he was against it, right? He I was mean, against he, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh, I think maybe he probably has reconsidered given his, his current position, but I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I would hope so. Uh, just, oh man, just some of the headlines. I don't know. We don't have to do a deep dive into all of this, but just some of the headlines make me feel so good about where this is going. Uh, the Senate Dems introduced a uh, democracy reform bill, and they are going to reintroduce a version of the Voting Rights Act. 
uh, sweeping really? voter ex- access expansions, banning house gerrymandering, um, and adds pub- public financing to our elections. Uh, that is amazing. The, yeah. Uh, the the immigration plan that with the path to citizenship for the 11 million people who are currently in limbo in the United States instead of forcibly removing all of them, which was our prior plan. Uh, that is, you know, these are big, bold plans. I don't know if they're going to pass, but, you know, it seems like we're heading in the right direction in, in a, in a broad sense, you know, and I know there's always quibbles and, and I think, I just think it would have been a no brainer for the, for Democrats to try to grab up bigger checks or at least offer bigger checks, uh, yeah, I, you've you've heard my opinion that I think Democrats should just dump money on it, everybody to try to make sure they never lose another election again. And yeah. and yes, yeah, like all the all the uh, social issues and all that are great, but in the end of the day, I feel like d- making people sort of dependent on <laughs> the Democrat. It sounds terrible, but making them d- dependent on a democratic foothold in government is, is a good way to stave off <laughs> the, the fascist wave. Yeah. I, I mean, I always feel like politically speaking, and maybe we can talk about it a little bit more in the Georgia runoff results, but I, look, I, I understand there's probably like a good uh, minded debate about the effectiveness of the, uh, of the checks and, and how, um, how they actually stimulate the economy or to, to what extent they, they stimulate to, uh, the economy, because there might be studies that show that the results are kind of mixed. Some people maybe just save the money and then don't actually spend it. Um, but I'm just like, who gives a shit? Just give the money. They're, just, they're like, a big, <laughs> dumb, stupid thing, but people yeah. love them. And they like, love it. Like they love put, it. Uh, and put then, Joe Biden's name on it. Oh, just buy votes. I mean, they love Biden bucks, you know, they they sell themselves. Who doesn't want more money? Like Democrats spend billions of dollars on advertisement during elections. I wish we could just somehow funnel that into just checks to people. To... And like, I, I wish I like, guess we're, we're some... just we're talking about the old fashioned party system <laughs> in, in like cities where they used to just buy votes. So bring it back. Bring back the old fashioned party system is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, there's there's <laughs> problems with that. But it's like, I, I don't know, I, I hear like some and again, well minded intellectual liberals being like well you know i don't really need a uh, two thousand dollars that this should be targeted it's like yeah let's That's give fine. them unemployment That's but fine. take the take the two thousand dollars just take it yeah. go go buy yourself something nice like, but just this is popular and this is going to get votes and this may even force some republicans to just vote for this damn thing because going against it can have some pretty bad results especially if you're just like mitch mcconnell and decide not to give people one thousand four hundred dollars for no good reason mm-hmm. uh which is yeah some people say that well i think trump probably given how it was closer than people thought it was going to be. I think he would have had a, a better shot if McConnell had approved the checks and and let Trump push through the two thousand dollar checks he was talking about towards the end. I I think even if the six hundred dollar checks had had come through in in October, he may, maybe he would have won. Yeah, like uh, that he would the the one thousand two hundred dollars seems like it had a bit of it, a bit of an effect in the election, and they came out in what in April. Um, so yeah, these things are winners. Um, and it, it's definitely something I feel like Democrats 
sometimes they will act and they will they will take advantage of a crisis and implement republicans will always take advantage of a crisis to just implement the craziest shit in the world like the patriot act after 9-11 <laughs> they're like let us have all of your freedoms and let us operate an entire war on everybody on earth who we disagree with um and we were and democrats were like yeah bipartisanship yeah um Democrats need to learn how to take advantage of a crisis like that and and implement <laughs> just just out and out social democratic policy. Not just the a ones crisis? that are acceptable for the people. We don't need to call it socialism or anything. Call them bingo bango bucks. Call them tax <laughs> tax prebates. <laughs> call them tax yeah, prebates. But, I mean, and just send Democrats- people checks aren't going to be calling it a socialist system. It's the Republicans and the conservatives who are going to be calling it socialism. But they're not calling it socialism. Or at least currently they're not calling it socialism, which is why we should implement it as soon as possible. Get people dependent on it. (laughs) Some of them are calling these checks right-wing populism. You know, like (laughs) Josh Hawley is for these checks. Like there's there's support. Just do it. Uh, Tax prebates. That's what they are. They're tax prebates. Uh, we don't even have to call them that. Just call them checks. Give us the checks. Send us checks, people. A crisis is a horrible thing to waste, as said by the wise words of Rob Emanuel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's let's go ahead and actually move on to to the next subject, which is it's a, we're doing a little bit of housekeeping here because last week we were pretty taken by the U.S. Capitol riots as we should have been. Um, And we ran out of time of talking about another pretty big event that happened earlier this month. And that's the U.S.-Georgia runoff elections, which resulted in a pretty surprising end where the Democrats, uh, Raphael, radical liberal, Raphael Warnock, and John Ossoff both won their elections. Uh, surprisingly, they defeated Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue. They, the Democrats netted two more seats, which means they have a 50-50, technically a majority, because Kamala Harris is the vice president of the United States and will be casting the tie-breaking vote if needed. If needed. So the Democrats control the Senate, and Chuck Schumer is the Senate majority leader, and most importantly... Yeah, most importantly, Mitch McConnell is now the Senate minority leader. Yeah. Plus, so what happened? Uh, Georgia, Georgia, a red state Georgia. since what ninety? What was it? Carter was the last Democrat to win Georgia. Was it Clinton? It was either I Carter or Clinton? Clinton. It's been I a think long it was time. Clinton in ninety-two. It's been a very long time. Um, gave us the Senate majority. I mean, it's it's <laughs> remarkable. And a lot of it seems attributable to these efforts by Stacey Abrams and other uh, individuals and groups on the ground registering mostly African-Americans, low propensity Mm -hmm. voting African-Americans who turned out in droves and basically gave the election to Biden in the general and then gave the election to the Democrats in the Senate. Yeah. yeah. And this, you know, this is an amazing result that, Democrats need to, there need to be Democrats figuring out exactly how this happened and trying to replicate it in as many Southern states as possible. Yeah. And I agree, especially looking at the Stacey Abrams, I believe she had like a 10 year plan. Um, 
and it's some of it was was part of her um, gubernatorial race, but she she was playing more than that in terms of registering voters and specifically registering black voters, and um, that really came into fruition during this uh, Senate runoff. I believe the share, the percentage share of black voters in this runoff election was significantly higher than what it was in the general, um, which you know, could explain uh, why these results were fairly different compared to the general election and fairly different compared to the fate of some other Senate uh, uh, candidates uh, back back in the 4th of, of uh, November. Again, the, the Democrats still lost what seemed like winnable races in North Carolina, in Iowa, in, uh, in Maine, some were even saying in Montana, which let's not even talk about that. Uh, but... Does this recontextualize the November results for you guys a little bit? Because we did, you know, there was kind of like a, a sense of mixed results back in November. Obviously, we were ecstatic that it looked like Joe Biden was was heading to victory against Donald Trump. But the Democrats took quite a bit of losses uh, in, the, in the House. And that's still true. That's, there's no changing that. Uh, and they still lost, as I mentioned, some key Senate races. But now, at the end of the day, after everything, now that we're here, January 20th, Joe Biden is the president of the United States, Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House, and Chuck Schumer is the Senate Majority Leader uh, in the Senate, obviously. Uh, the Democrats control all, basically, those three main uh, aspects of the federal government. And is this a better Senate result? Seats, and have two Senate seats in Arizona and Georgia, which is mm -hmm. crazy. Four Crazy. senators. This is, I mean, we there was a sense in which, <clears throat> not to go back to the big lie, but we were kind of infected by this this notion that we really wanted it to be a blowout, and we were anchored the night of because it 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 went in, even though we knew we knew the results would go this way. We talked about the blue shift <laughs> multiple times, but I think we were kind of anchored at the beginning to be very negative. And then Trump obviously played on that very purposefully by just coming out and saying, well, I won uh, that night. And then the misery that followed. So yeah, fast forward to the end result. And it's actually quite a convincing, you know, it's not a blowout necessarily, but it's quite a convincing win overall. Took control of two branches of government, a united government and one in and flip seats that you know a couple of years ago never people did not think were flippable um quite a convincing win so yeah feeling very positive about that um and i do think there was there was just yeah the fact that it was it was infected by this this big lie going into it again premeditated big lie and then also because early on we just got anchored to a very <laughs> to a very like oh this is so close even though ultimately all said and done, you know, in some in some countries, they just they just count all. They don't do this like drib drab thing. They literally just pull all the votes in and then they t they announce the results. Um, I think yeah. that may be a stronger thing. Although at this point, I feel like that would lead to just more conspiracy theories and, oh, and stuff. Sure. So, yeah. um, but but you know, we wouldn't sit there thinking like it, it wouldn't. The problem with the the way a results come in is it adds it adds a, a huge amount of artificial tension to it because it's like yeah it's they're counting votes that have already been cast so these results are already set in stone but we're acting as if they're like changing in real time no they're just being counted right so I think <laughs> I I just 
that in itself set us on a on a spiral. So I think that's why we kind of cast it in a very negative light. And I think we were also, at least myself, I was knee jerk, very critical of Joe Biden. So when the election seemed to be going shit, shit out up shit upside or whatever the phrase is, I was like, this is Joe Biden's fault. I was very ready to blame him. Bernie would have won. Yeah, Bernie would have won. Sorry. I was, I think it was a blowout in some terms. I mean, we got the blue, well, I don't want to call it the blue wall because it wasn't their last election, but I mean, we got that back. We got Georgia and Arizona, which, I mean, that's incredible. when you That's, say blue wall, you're talking about like Pennsylvania, yeah, Michigan, um, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Okay. Yeah, um, but it's not really a blue wall. It's like a permeable wall, I guess. Like a little fence, <laughs> like a... yeah. <laughs> it's swing states, guys. Makeshift fence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think it was a blowout. Even even though in the beginning I didn't think it was going to be because of of the runoff in Georgia. Well, I mean, I, I agree. I'm not sure I would call it a blowout or not a blowout, but us liberals, leftists, Democrats, whatever you want to call us, we do have a tendency of overanalyzing our results. Uh, and there's always kind of like, uh, we have to be introspective. It's like, what happened here? How did Hillary Clinton lose? Like, let's let's have an entire autopsy and let's come up with a result and let's put it all out there. Um, and in this case, I felt like we we overlearned some lessons and we were doing that, even though the, the Democrats got some pretty positive results. But let's be honest, like, especially in terms of the Georgia results, this is an unmitigated disaster for the Republican Party. Yeah. These they were both incumbents and they lost and they lost in Georgia. In in the case of David Perdue, he had more votes in the, in the general election than John Ossoff, and then he lost. It almost flipped. Like I think he won by two percent, and now he lost by like one point four or something like that. Like and the big lie happened? might have hurt them. The big lie might have hurt them in Georgia because a lot of people. Yeah. Who the hell is going to vote in an election? If you think an election was literally stolen from you, and that's what they thought in Georgia, you know, President Trump's famous call where he was like, you just got to find me 10,000 votes because I won the state by hundreds of thousands of votes. So if you can just find me 10,000, then then we can just call this thing and we can go home. I know my Trump kind of sounds like Joe Pesci, but that's what he basically But that's what he was doing on the call. He was like, just find me the 10,000 votes. But they think Georgia was stolen because of Atlanta was stolen. And why would they participate in this election? It's like, hey, <laughs> this state was just stolen from you, voters. Uh, but also, come, please come out and support come, your come senators. It's really important. And it's like, is it important? <laughs> is yeah, it? Because the- you're saying we oh. won, but then it was stolen. Then how can, what's even the point of voting? So, so I there think- is. If they actually truly believe that the election was stolen, then I think it would be a bigger margin for the Democrats. Well, well, there are there are like there have been results. Like people look at the results, and like for example, if you look at the county that elected uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I mentioned previously, who's this crazy um, 
QAnon conspiracy theorist, Trumper, super racist human being, uh, but she won her uh, in her county fairly comfortably. Uh, the turnout in that county went down compared to the uh, general election, like significantly, because there, it's always going to go down compared to general election to a runoff, even though this runoff actually had record numbers in Georgia. It was still a little bit lower than the actual general election, but it went down significantly. Um, and you see that kind of across the board in, in different, in different um, conservative co counties where turnout went down there. Uh, and then it was increasing in, in other... If I thought when I pulled the thing that my vote went and went to china then yeah i probably wouldn't show up and vote yeah. if republicans didn't do anything about it good i hope this screws them even more i don't think it is unfortunately because that's not how these lies tend to work they always tend to the unreality always tends to work in favor of the people pushing this lie uh instead of against it but in this case I think it might have been effective and I, good it, good it was effective i hope it hurts them um, because it, it it creates a massive cognitive dissonance and a totally reasonable one on the parts of their voters who think that things were stolen from them, but Republicans aren't literally not going to do anything about it. It's incoherent. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And I, it, there seems to be enough evidence to that to show that it it had at least somewhat of a of, of an effect. And when these raises are this close, like that's even just a little bit can can matter. Uh, I also this is just speculation on my I part. Think I think Dominion uh, should have a contract with every single state. <laughs> they need to paste Dominion voting machine on every single state. Just just scare Republicans away. It's amazing. So, do you guys think that McConnell holding up the the checks, like, or at least the additional one thousand four hundred dollar checks that Donald Trump supported, um, Democrats in both the House and the Senate supported, and even some Republicans supported, but McConnell basically held it up and said, "We're not going to vote on this unless we attach it to other things." So it never went through. All 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 of this was going on. Uh, this was. It kind of in that weird in between where like early voting was going on, but it was leading up to the actual runoff date. Um, and then in the runoff date, you know, we got the result that we got. Uh, I I feel like yes, like there should be a lot of blame casted upon Donald Trump and then the Republican Party for for this big lie. But I also feel like this was a massive miscalculation on McConnell's part, um, and it's a bit rarer coming from him. You know, like. I'll say a lot of things about Mitch McConnell. Like, I think he's a piece of shit, terrible human being. I'm not <laughs> any more fond of him than I am of Donald Trump. But I have some respect for his intellect. I think he is, sadly, he is a very intelligent human being. And he is he's a bit of a master strategist. You know, he's he, he was able to some um, outmaneuver Obama in, in many circumstances. He's able to outmaneuver um Nancy Pelosi, and he's always he seems to be the only one that seems to like strong arm Donald Trump to do whatever he wants. So he like he seems like a formidable foe from what I can tell. But in this case, I feel like he massively miscalculated, and because of that, he's no longer Senate Majority Leader. Yeah, I think he thought that they could squeak by without it, and that they would, and that the sort of natural motion of Georgia was towards the right so that they would just win on that alone. Um, but I think they underestimated, just like I think Democrats are going to underestimate the popularity of this stuff. I think, yeah, it was amazing that 
Ossoff and Warnock could run on, hey, you know what's gonna what's a very clear choice? McConnell says no. So you put me in there, you'll get checks. If you put my opponent in there, you will not get checks because McConnell already said no. It it gave people it it was a very tangible thing that people had when they were choosing, you know? I mean, if Mitch McConnell could have could have handled Trump, I think first of all, I think um he would have done more in the COVID thing if he if he wanted to, you know? Well that's the thing. I don't think he wanted to. Like I don't that Mitch McConnell does not want to help the American people. He doesn't give a shit. Like he he works for special interests and he works for his lobbyists and uh, he works for keeping the status donors. quo. Like, yeah, and donors. Like he never gave a well, shit about tax cuts, the, deregulation, basically. Yeah, he doesn't want direct help to the American people, and he certainly doesn't want unemployment benefits. Uh, so I actually, I think he was you know, his big his, his big speech where he you know today people were like, oh, he blamed Trump. He said that Trump's uh, words led to the capital attack or whatever oh, a big concession and and he also said oh yeah people were misled and, and which led me to be like who were they misled by you moron because he's been talking about how the the election was stolen for for months um i heard that a bunch of republican party a bunch of big donors started pulling their money out of the republican party that's the only reason he did this. That's the only reason he's giving this speech because a bunch of big donors started pulling their money and especially pulling them from the members that voted against the uh, confirmation of the electoral votes. Um, and I think that probably scares the shit out of him. So now he's like, oh, I got to pretend, I got to like play up that these institutions matter and that I care about all this stuff. I mean, it was it's just transparent dog crap. He doesn't care about any of this stuff. He... Yeah, again, he works for special interests. He works for a very defined set of people. And I don't know. Like, even to a fault. Because I think if he... Like, we know he's not a, a principal, like, conservative in terms of the deficit. We, we know that he doesn't really give a shit about it in the long term. Why didn't he just... Just like we're saying about the Democrats, just before the fucking checks, let let the people have it. And then you can get all the other shit you want, you know, just let the people have the checks so you can get the vote and you would have still been majority Senate leader today. Again, so I think massive miscalculation and it is to a fault to how much he, he uh, belongs to special interests and donors so, and lobbyists. But you don't think Democrats are making a similar miscalculation by pitching? Yeah. The, oh, you think that the checks are too low? That you think they uh, should? I, I think the politics of it are so good that, uh, like, who cares, right? Like, yeah. I, 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 like, I understand that maybe it's not the most efficient way of stimulating the economy, but yeah. it's popular. And you know what? We spend money on stupider shit than at just giving people <laughs> money. You know, we so, do. Yeah. Who, yeah. So why not? That's my whole idea. You're right. I don't need two thousand dollar checks. I'm not going to say no to it, and it's going to make me like you more. And, you know, that's that's going to there are people look, I don't want to minimize it. There are people where uh, $2,000, it, it helps so much, right? Like it helps pay groceries, pay bills. But even for the people that don't need it, guess what? They're going to get that check and they're going to have a big done smile on their faces when they check the bank account. And they're going to like whichever party is responsible for it a little bit more than they previously did. It's a political winner. Just support it. Mm hmm. I do just want to say one last thing before we move from this topic and just probably end the show. And I'm just going to 
I'm just going to whisper this into the microphone just just real quick. Uh, The polls were right. (laughs) I was actually going to ask. I knew you were dying to talk about the polls. The polls were right. About Georgia? Were they dead on? So I'm just going to go over it. Uh, I'm looking at 538's kind of polling average. So they had the final polling. They had John Ossoff uh, up 1.8%. Uh, looking at the results, he won by 1.2%. Uh, with Warnock, he was up 2.1%. He won by 2%. Wow. The, the, the polls hey. are right. The polls are back, baby. Polls, the polls are, back. are back, baby. Yeah, <laughs> put all your polls. The polls, baby. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being a little facetious. I mean, they were right, but I understand that you know it's state by state. They were also pretty okay in Arizona. We just need to kind of find out what the hell's happening in like Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and and, and uh, let's see, uh, Michigan. So I don't know, but the polls were right. But that's it, guys. Anything else? I mean, I, I just want to end it like huge news coming from Georgia. Um, big day today. Joe Biden is finally the president of the United States. Uh, congratulations to him. Congratulations to Kamala Harris. Uh, for being the first woman vice president, uh, first woman of color vice president, first uh, uh, person, first vice president from South Asian descent. Big stuff. I love it. I'm looking forward to the administration. I love the results from Georgia. Uh, Again, the Democrats control the House, the Senate, the presidency, Supreme Court. We're, we're, We're coming after you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, that's gonna take a long time um <laughs> i'm probably not gonna be alive to see it uh but still a very positive week and um even considering the horrible events on the u.s capitol i still think overall hey you know maybe maybe 2020 isn't so bad after all 2021 right or uh, i'm sorry yeah <laughs> maybe 2021 isn't so bad after all like 2021 can... is so bad that maybe 2020 wasn't so bad <laughs> after all but let's go ahead and end the show again positive note all around even if we still have many challenges coming up ahead daniel thank you so much for joining me today thanks so much Gus. sam thank you for ha- joining me today thank you for having me as well to our listeners, thank you so, so much for joining us today. I hope you're feeling positive uh, after today and you're looking forward to the future and look forward to another episode of Friendly Reminder coming next week. were right.